Hey everyone, welcome to the Bubbly Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley, and today is day 11 of Buzztober. If this is your first episode tuning in, Buzztober is basically every month, or <laughs> wow, every day during the month of October, I get buzzed and read you guys some of my favorite scary stories on No Sleep Reddit. Um, if you've never explored No Sleep Reddit before, it's where people upload their fictional horror stories and there, some of them are some of the best written things I've read in a really long time. It's very mature information, so this is your warning. Uh, this is unsettling stories, um, upsetting stories, scary stories, unnerving stories, anything that kind of makes you feel funky. Um, but some of it's so well written that like you can't deny how good of a story it is, even if it kind of leaves you unsettled or a little spooked at the end. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I love getting in the mood for Halloween so that's why all throughout the month of October, you guys are going to get an episode every single day of scary stories. If you are somebody who doesn't like scary stuff, don't worry. Everything will go back to normal um, after October is over. So feel free to tune back in then if this is not your thing. But if it is, buckle up because we are... Go ahead. Wow. I need to stop drinking. All right. I'm taking a pause. Hold on. <laughs> okay. As if like taking a pause is going to make a difference for anything right now. But okay, we're gonna go ahead and dive into day 11 of Buzztober with our two-sentence horror story written in by user Solitary Brain Cell. Remember to wear a mask today. If you leave your mouth or nose exposed, they can crawl inside. But, but, uh, this one got to me because I fucking hate bugs. Hate them, hate them with a fiery passion. Like, obviously I know they serve a purpose, but I, I have like such a phobia of the S word spiders and like I hate all other kinds of bugs too, but bleh, so freaky, so gross. Sorry to kick us off with such a gross one, but gets you in the spooky mood. All right, so our short story for today's episode, I freaking love this one. I'm so excited to read it. So it's written in by user Sunflower Vandal and it's entitled Sleepover Rules. A short sleepover guide ensuring your safety. Number one, you must bring a sleeping bag. Those who won't will be visited. Number two, make sure to whisper when it's late so you won't wake up the parents. Number three, if you see a, va a face in your peripheral vision, do not pay any attention. They are just watching. Number four, the bedtime is 9.62. Number five, if you wake up in the night while everyone is asleep, follow this short guide. First, check everybody else. Make sure their eyes are closed and if they still have all their facial features. If anything seems even a little bit off, go back to sleep immediately. You risk being visited. If a step goes normally, look at your sky outside. Do not go outside. Look through a window instead. If the sky is a dark red, immediately go into the bathroom. Close your eyes and wait until the sky returns back to normal. This is very important. Do not go back to sleep until the sky goes back to normal. Look at yourself in the mirror. Does anything seem different about your face in particular? Do you have all of your facial features? If no, then check your pulse and make sure you are awake. If you have all of your facial features, a pulse, and you are awake, you must go back to sleep. If not, repeat steps in B. It is crucial for your life. Do not leave the house. Outside is not reality. Nothing there, not yet. Number six, if you are cold, ask for a blanket. It will be given to you. It doesn't matter who or what you ask. Number seven, 
Try not to think about all of the blood. Number eight, the visitors do not feel empathy. Do not beg. If you wake up in the morning, number nine, if you wake up in the morning before anybody else, please refer back to the guide on number five. Number 10, once you are awake, one of your friends will be missing. Do not worry, they will be back soon. Number 11, make sure the teeth in the sink are not yours. Ooh, 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 ooh. So spooky. Ooh. I don't know if you were ever like this, but like growing up, I used to love having sleepovers with my friends, of course, but I was such a scaredy cat. This was before I started loving scary stuff, by the way. I haven't always loved scary stuff. And when I was little, I always was so terrified and would basically like call my mom and have her come pick me up. Like this happened all the time growing up. I was such a little scaredy cat. So if I would have read something like this when I was little, I would have like never left my house. But so I hope you guys liked that one. <clears throat> All right, so the last one that we're going to read is the long story um, of this episode, and it was written by user Manon underscore Lisette, um, and this has actually earned an award for the best title of 2015. Um, it's a really good story. It's actually three years old. Some of these stories that I've been reading are anywhere from like a month old to maybe like a year or two, but this one's one of the older ones. And this is something I have read in the past um, and it, it came up again. So I'm excited to read it to you guys. It is kind of gruesome. Um, it's it's gross, this one. So if you're kind of like weirded out by gore and stuff, um, maybe don't listen to this last one. It's like not the worst one I've read by far, um, but just there's my trigger warning. So this one is entitled, A Packaged Marked Return to Sender. My neighbor is one of those annoying wannabe YouTube personalities. Over the years, I've seen him cough out cinnamon, lay flat on the hood of his car as it slowly creeps down the driveway, and douse himself in lukewarm water, all while screaming, epic win, or epic fail, or epic maintenance of the status quo, for all I know. <laughs> It can get tiring to watch him go about his shenanigans in the pursuit of viral fame. So when he knocked on my door the other day, told me he was going away for a few weeks, and asked that I get his mail, honestly, it was a relief. I can't explain the peace of mind I had knowing I didn't have to brace myself for any of his stupidity for a while. I was always afraid his stunts would end up bleeding over into my life. Things were pretty normal for, for the first couple of days. He received a few bills, a bit of spam, and what I could only assume was a birthday card. Then one evening, I got home to find a cardboard box waiting on his front porch. In big red letters had written, Return to Sender. I'm no small fry, but I admit I had trouble lifting the box on my own. It was really freaking heavy. Lugging it across the road to my house was even harder, and I quickly realized there was no way I was going to drag it up the stairs and through my front door. I decided I'd leave his package in my garage. It wasn't like I kept my car in there. The garage door was a piece of shit that refused to open without a good thug and a whack. It was less trouble just leaving the car in the driveway than it was to fight with the garage door every morning and night. In hindsight, I should have set the package down while I struggled to open the tricky door. But you know how it is when you've got a good grip on something. No point in setting it down if you don't have to. It was as I kicked the door for a third time that I lost my grip on the package and it fell to the ground. I heard a light crack inside. Shit. I cursed. I hoped I hadn't broke anything important, but figured I just wouldn't tell my neighbor about it and let him assume the break happened en route. Hands-free, I finally managed to get the garage door unstuck, and boy did it screech and protest as it rolled up and over me. 
I dragged the box the rest of the way, sitting in, in the corner for whenever my neighbor would come back to clean it. And then I forgot about it. Until a few days passed, that is. I'm not sure exactly how long it took for the smell to waft in from the crack under the garage to house door, but it came in a slow progression. It was a sickly sweet odor similar to a skunk. And for the first few days after I smelled it, I genuinely assumed that's exactly what it was, roadkill that had left its mark on my house. It was only when I realized the scent was growing more and more intense instead of fading that I went looking for the source. That's when I opened the garage door and that's where the odor knocked me back. I was holding my nose. The culprit wasn't hard to identify. The only change in my garage was the box in the corner. I remember thinking it must have been one of those meat of the month subscription boxes. The meat must have gone rancid from being left out of the fridge for so long. How much meat could have been in there for the box to have been so large and heavy? An entire frigging cow? I covered my nose as I approached the box, a pair of scissors in my hands. I probably wouldn't have needed them to open it as it had become soggy enough at the bottom to poke through with a finger, but I wasn't about to poke my finger into the spoiled meat juices. That soggy bottom was the reason I had to open the box in the first place. If I tried to drag it out whole, everything would spill on the floor. I was going to have to dump the pieces of meat one garbage bag at a time and take them down to the dumpster, a process I really wasn't looking forward to. My scissors tore through the tape along the top of the cardboard box. I thought the smell couldn't get any worse, but as I flipped the flaps open, I discovered a whole new gamut of stink. It was like opening a burning oven, but instead of a heat wave, it was met with waves of piss, sweat, shit, and putrefaction. It was so bad that I staggered back and had to force down the puke, begging to guzzle out of me. I don't think I could have handled that scent mingling with the horrors coming out of the box. I'm not ashamed to admit I ran out of the door for a breath of fresh air. But in the short time I'd spent in the garage, the smell had become so ingrained in the fabric of my clothes that it clung to me like a shadow. Nothing I tried could keep the smell out of my nostrils. Not air fresheners, not a face mask, not three showers and a change of clothes. Every second the box lay open in my garage was another second the smell was allowed to foothold into my home. I had to bite the bullet. I returned to the garage, the flaps of the box still open, as though inviting me to look. I was prepared a clothespin pinning my nostril shut, a garbage bag in one hand and the strongest cleaner I could find in the other, and of course, long rubber gloves to keep my skin from having to touch what was inside. But as it turns out, I needed none of those things. I wouldn't have to touch or clean the contents of that box. I would only have to suffer the nightmares every night. You see, there was meat in that box, but it didn't come from a cow or a pig. No, it was worse than that. It was my neighbor dead. Still in one piece, but dead. I called the cops and naturally they took me in for interrogation. It's kind of hard not to suspect the man with a corpse in his garage after all. Thankfully, they soon realized I wasn't involved. My DNA might have been all over the box, the smell might have left a mark throughout my house, but there was one piece of irrefutable evidence in my neighbor's own hands that proved my innocence. A vlogging camera. They showed me the footage only once. I'm not sure if they were allowed to or if they felt so bad for me that they figured it couldn't hurt. Either way, I saw it. My neighbor was sitting in the box outside of a shipping facility, laughing as he told the world how he was going to mail himself across state lines. He brought pee bottles, food, a pillow, and a few flashlights. His friend, a guy I'd seen at his place several times to help with his stunts, closed the lid and presumably dropped him off for shipment. Throughout the next couple of hours or days, I'm honestly not sure, my neighbor recorded a few short clips about his progress. I think I'm in a truck now, I can feel it moving. 
Must be in a warehouse, pretty warm here. Still plenty of food, that kind of stuff. And then on the last entry, the box toppled over, he broke his neck and that was it. The camera recorded it until either the memory card got too full or the battery died. There's one thing I didn't tell the police after they showed me the video. One thing I heard in the footage that will haunt me to the day I die. Just after the tumble that broke his neck, I heard the familiar screeching sound of my garage door. Ugh. Blah. Y'all, I kind of feel bad that I subjected you to that story, but wasn't it so good? Like, what a twist. Um, again, I read that I read that story a couple years ago. It came across my path again. It's just so well written, even though it's absolutely and completely repulsive. And the guy probably felt so bad, but it's, it's not a true story, guys. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so I'll go ahead and wrap up this episode here. So thank you so much for tuning in to day 11 of Buzztober. I will catch you guys tomorrow, but until then, stay buzzed and stay bubbly.